seems like a good place to start. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. I got it's, some. Uh, I got clips tonight. Clips. Yeah. Of what? Of what? Of scary stories in the dark? <laughs> no, I got clips tonight sex, of uh, sex tapes. Of sex tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We're not, are we recording? Yeah, welcome everybody to Bear, <laughs> Berman, and Balderdash. <laughs> Balderdash. I didn't even give you a second to think about it. We're just... Or, or, Booderdash. Yeah, Booderdash. No, I didn't do that right. No. <laughs> yeah, you did it way better. I could do the, uh, which one was it? Oh, it was this one. Booderdash. <laughs> I love it. That's the monster Adult one, children. it says. I don't know, the, the voice disguise is... This is voice disguise, which sounds a lot like monster, so I don't know the difference. Yeah. So if you were to kidnap someone, yeah, would you use that sound? Like if I called someone, like if you had to for call like somebody, ransom? like I need a hundred dollars, or you'll never see your loved one again. I need one hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, <laughs> or you'll never see your loved one again, bitch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to throw nice. in the bitch at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> Why? Sorry. So funny. <laughs> so, so ridiculous. Well, Johnny, so, so go ahead. No. So you have sex tape clips. I have sex to tape show clips. On our, to show on our video feed. You'll put links to them on our notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're my sex. <laughs> um, they're just me masturbating is all they are. So I hope that's cool. You ever get one of those uh, <laughs> those messages? No comment. This is this Just is actually moved related. Right past. No, this is completely related. Have you ever got one of those like emails? It's like we have your shit, and if you don't give us money, we'll release these videos of I've you never, in compromising no. position. I got one of those that. once. Did you? Yeah, it made me laugh. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you had to see that. <laughs> but how'd I look? Yeah. <laughs> Try again, <laughs> like, bitch. Like I don't actually care. Like no, okay. If somebody walked up to you and said, uh, "Do you occasionally touch yourself?" Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if the person says no, you should walk away because they're a murderer. Yeah. Or they're very ashamed and people shouldn't be ashamed of things. Unless it's like a shameable offense and touching yourself is not a shameable offense. No. It's Unless not. it's in public or a parking lot of a preschool. Yeah. <laughs> then that's a jail time is what yeah. that is. Honestly. And you should be ashamed because shame, shame on you. Shame you on you. So. Yeah. Shame on you. Asshole. Well, that's fun. So yeah. anyway, about your sex tapes. Yeah. So uh, actually, I, we're going to talk about uh, Halloween memories. That's kind of what I was thinking about. Trick-or-treating. Oh, and uh, and there's some myths and urban legends around Halloween that I thought would be fun to explore. Oh, yeah. I like exploring. Yeah, like a dank hole. So, mm-hmm. uh, but since this is beer, <laughs> bourbon, and balderdash... Uh, let's start with the beard, Johnny. Oh, we're just jumping right into it. Oh my yeah. goodness. All right. So, so this is a beer that I actually have not tried, Ooh. um, which is actually true of most of the beers. Uh, uh, nope. That's a lie. Probably half of the beers. Um, this is a brewery that's here in, uh, so this is being recorded cross country. This yeah. is a, a brewery that's here in Providence, Rhode Island called, uh, long live beer works. Yeah. Uh, our friend Debbie took us there and it's kind of a cool brewery and a, an old mill of some sort, uh, where they've redone it all. So it's kind of, it, they did a really good job. Um, I think you would appreciate the woodworking. That's like the simplicity and the, the sort of 
it's like a balanced complexity that makes it simple. Um, you ever see something where you're like, oh my gosh, that is brilliantly simple. Yes. The way that it's put together. That's kind of the way a lot of this woodworking is. I was really pr- impressed by the place. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I doesn't loved take, it. It doesn't pr- take much, does it? To be impressed. <laughs> yeah. And or. That's what I tell all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take much. Just a little bit of wood. That's a good plan. It's a good plan. Yeah. So this place, their beers were good. They didn't actually have this on, on draft, but. This is a, according to the tiny writing on the can, is a collaboration with Bellflower Brewing Company, which I've never been to. Um, but it's described as a pastry stout. Okay. With vanilla, cacao, and hazelnut. Pastry stout. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's desserty. It's also 12%, so it's not, tonight should be fun. This yeah. is actually perfect for a Halloween-themed. and Halloween. For like yeah. a, trick or, a trick-or-treat-themed uh, Yeah. Nonsense, because we're gonna. It's probably a little bit sweet and it's big, and it's gonna make us do silly things. Yeah, I like that. So, oh, it's naturally unfiltered. Aspirated. What the fuck does that mean? Naturally unfiltered. We naturally didn't do anything. Naturally. Naturally. (laughs) May contain sediment. Sediment. Mm, I love sediment. Well, should we shake it first and then? Yeah, yeah. Give it a good shake. Like a shake weight. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We'll just pop right into this. So this is one that I brought home the last time I was there to yeah. give to you. So this is this is a big beer in a 16-ounce can. So yep. drink it all. Yeah. Here so we go. Also, this has a cool, esoteric, Illuminati keyhole, mystery-made thing that I yeah, just I, I absolutely love. On the I do, work. too. Their, their cans are all kind of along this line. Like, uh, for those listeners who are not watching us on video. <laughs> all of you. <laughs> it's all of you. Um, if, if you, like... Um, art that's on uh, like a tool album, like yeah. Lateralis. Oh yeah, it's very it's very similar to that. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool. And all their labels are this way. This one specifically is not on their website, so there's no description. So I don't know anything about. Sexy. We'll give the description. This, but it's like a keyhole with an eyeball, and then there's like an olive halo thing. What are those things they call that the Greeks would wear? The, it is olive. They were olive branches. Yeah, it's so like all, yeah, but like there, there's a name for it, you know, around their <laughs> oh, noodle. Yeah. I don't remember. Whatever, Socrates. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's pop it. this beast open. Oh, hot, sexy. Oh yeah, all the good smells. Ooh, really sweet too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has like no head. Mm. It's gonna be creamy. Oh, Are you drinking right out of the can? Yeah. Oh my gosh, milk chocolate. Oh yeah, I it wanted to pour it chocolate. just to see. Oh, it's dark so as it hell. Is, it is pitch black, like coffee. Oh my god, that's milk chocolate, man. That's just like drinking chocolate drink. Oh yeah. Woo, baby. That is that is desserty and well, you can definitely taste the alcohol. It's like if somebody poured um malt liquor into uh or like corn liquor into a beer, into yeah. a stout with a little bit of milk or uh, yeah, a little bit of hot chocolate. So this is dangerous for me. Uh, this is super dangerous. This would I would drink the shit out of this and then have another uh-huh. one and then um, and not know what happened the rest of the night. Yeah, and let it, let us not forget it is twelve percent mm. and it is a sixteen ounce beer. So let's see. Yeah, properly fucked up. If we mathed that, <laughs> let's see. That's three percent let's see no 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 yeah three percent per four ounces of beer so a 12 ounce beer. this is like drinking a nine percent 12 ounce beer but yeah. more yeah for perspective it's good though 
but more of it. It is tasty. That'll 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 do it. Mm, they make some good beers there. It'd be fun for you to come here. and We can go do some. Uh, there's not as many distilleries. Just a couple. It'd be uh-huh. fun to do a distillery. Oh my gosh, Wes, Helen owes me a a drinking tour. No, where she, she owes you like around. three of them. Doesn't I know? She? We should we should do one here. You guys could come stay in the condo, and we okay. could. Uh, I mean, there's. I don't. I don't know if you can see in the background, but we have no furniture. Oh, I didn't even close the closet. This is embarrassing. John came out of the closet and didn't shut the door. Yep, I know. I did. I don't even. You work at Wayfair. Wayday just happened, and you don't have any fucking furniture. It's on the way. I was waiting for Wayday. Oh my god! Oh, did you buy a bunch? I did. I ordered it up. That's good. So, so it's it's on the way. It was supposed to be here today. I'm a little disappointed. Also, for our listeners, I work at Wayfair. So, if you want access to a sweet discount, uh, send us some Bitcoin. Yep, and you can do that through the Fountain.fm app. <laughs> Just look for Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. You can boost us. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Albi. So if you uh, if you want to, you can uh, boost us through Albi as well. And you can just look for Balderdash Boys at ProtonMail.com or Balderdash Boys mm-hmm. at GetAlbi.com, and you can boost us that way with your Satoshis. Yeah, I love it. But all jokes aside, yeah. If you want to hit me up, jokes, uh, dude, that's uh, money. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> if if you if whoever's listening, you want to leave a comment or call us, I'm happy to hook you up with a sweet discount yeah. on some outdoor furniture. All right, or whatever it happens to be, I'm happy. You to heard make it the right connection. here. Yeah, we However, would actually love to meet our want, listeners. Honestly, yeah, all three on of your, you on your outdoor couch next to your outdoor fireplace under your umbrella. Ella, all by the beer. Ella, Ella, A, Ella, A. Ella. But anywho, Whew, man, that is it's uh chocolatey, That's, it's uh it's just it's rich. It's mm-hmm. uh this is a dessert beer. Yeah, with it's vanilla, big. cacao, and hazelnut. Uh, hazelnut's not necessarily there, although it does have a nutty flavor. It's yeah. definitely like chocolate. It's chocolate and vanilla is all I taste. I can see it like you know, if you had a like a chocolate hazelnut frappuccino, it's kind of what it tastes like Never without the ice. That. Never had that's that. it's it's for the well you don't own Uggs so I I would assume you <laughs> never 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 had white girl summer <laughs> hey yo hey yo for our bourbon tonight uh, oh yeah we decided to do the old camp American blended whiskey all right so Wes uh, did you happen to look, did you happen to look this this up at all yeah I did it yeah? tells what me, do you think it tells me uh, very little yep. online. Uh, and then it also, but it does tell me that, uh, Florida Georgia line owns this, mm-hmm. the band. Yeah. So here's what I think. And it says, I think turn up the volume hashtag get country. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, between you and me and our listener, uh-huh. uh, I hate their website. Yeah. It's stupid. It doesn't tell you anything. Um, no, it tells so you where I, to find it. And it tells you, I think this is completely with it. Yeah, this is entirely a a, a, um, a money grab celebrity endorsement. Oh, one yeah. It's like made yeah. by, I don't know who it's made by. They didn't say. Well, it does. It, actually. Mean it's, it says it's made by um, uh, old. Oh, Proximo, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is, right at the bottom behind my screen. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. Had to I thought you were going to show me your uh, tra la la. I had to bend it like Beckham. Your ding ding dong. No, I'm wearing pants. Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. 
Uh, so oh, it's it, also available in Ontario, Alberta. So now I like Florida Georgia Line as far as music goes. I oh, I do too. Some decent songs. Well, not not uh, just that. There's songs that are you can sit around and drink and and you you can pick up the lyrics really quick. Yeah. So what they did right mm-hmm. is that this is definitely catering to their their crowd for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, country. This is one of those things that I really that cracks me up. It's like you like country music, you like beer pong. I know. Uh, but mm, I do too. Oh, but you must, you like country music, so you like campfires. You like I country guess. music, you like dressing like a country hipster with mm-hmm. a felt hat that's uh, just a flat rim and uh, some trendy flannel. And this is like you got a denim jacket with a zipper on the sleeve. You're a Florida Georgia line boy that likes to drink old camp. You like to do all the things that everybody else also likes to do. And you like being around pretty ladies, which I do. This also, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, America. Yeah, well, America. Fuck yeah. Do you know the South has has the, has the stranglehold on America in terms of like they're the only Americans that, <laughs> that like it? a loaded question. What? That only uh, what? Uh, only They're the only ones that really love America is in the South, but also other places. I love America. I don't live in the South. What about, do you like Americans? I love Americans, all Americans. So does that mean you like Mexicans? I love Mexicans. What about Brazilians? They're not Mexicans. Oh, they're South Americans. I'm sure. I've never, I've never had a Brazilian. Sounds itchy. Yeah, it does sound itchy. (laughs) I've gotten close. I've gotten close. I do have a Manscaped. So not sponsored by Manscaped. Got to trim the hedges. Not yet anyway. Well, you got to trim the hedges to make the tree look taller. What you, I mean, you can't be sponsored by Manscaped unless they, uh, maybe they, that would be a good one. I'd be sponsored by Manscaped. Would you, or, do you, have you ever used any of their products? Um, no, <clears throat> but I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'll do it. I mean, shaving your balls with them is really safe. I mean, they make it safe so that you're not nicking your sack because yeah. that hurts. Mm. I don't have that problem. A sack's nick is, or a nicked sack is, hurts. Nick sack. Oh, I've done that before. That's why I don't have that problem. Oh. So you just have hairy balls? Do you just let your balls? No, rip? I give them. I give them a trim, but um, oh. I always put a guard on when I get down. Well, to yeah, the, that's what I do too. When, but I, when I get to the wrinkly bits, <clears throat> before but I don't like, I don't dig in. No, but is do you think it's easier? Do you think did you find it easier to uh, trim your ball hair when it was uh, cold or when they're saggy and warm? And I know you know the difference. Um, Every man knows the difference. Your your ball sack is, well, will shrink up and get like super wrinkly because it's but like it's not really a question I've thought about. I would say when they're when they're sucked up snug, it's probably easier. Yeah, because then I don't have to spread it out like a flying squirrel. To, yeah, but they're you know, wrinklier, there. so there's like more chance that you can. Yeah, but so like them. I don't I don't know how I don't know how other men how other men go about you know shaving their bits, um, but I'm not looking for baby balls. About. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> they do now. Uh, I'm not going for like pure bald, polished nutsack. Yeah, well, I we're just not porn I want stars, less. So it's not. Yeah, I do too. So like when I when I originally started like manscaping, the entire purpose was because my balls would get sweaty and they would get itchy, and if I would shave them, then they wouldn't be so itchy. Everybody would just, loves would, my sweaty balls. It would it would just feel cleaner. That was my entire purpose. Yeah. And uh, you know what Helen says about it. <laughs> I would love to know what Helen says about it. Nothing. She's never even commented about it. No. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I did this for you and you don't even notice. <laughs> she knows I, she, okay. Well, no, I don't do it for her. I mean, it makes it better. I think for her, 
Danises are nice and soft. When I oh. after I shave, she goes, "Wow, they're really soft." Oh well, maybe I'll ask Helen more often to see maybe what she, she just thinks. Get a handful in there and just see what she thinks. Oh, that's not a problem. Yeah, I just need to. Uh, the first part's not a problem. I just need to see what she thinks. Yeah, we gotta ask. I've never. In moment. Once I'm in that moment, I'm not like so. Can I get some feedback? It's constructive feedback. Like I really, you know, I really want to know. Well, you're well, missing how can out. I make then. this better. Well, there is a there is a chance that she might be like. Eh. No, I'm not worried about that. Okay. <laughs> she might say, "I don't give a shit. Let's just have some sex." Hey. And then I'll be like. Good enough. And that's Move for on. a listener who likes to know about how often we have sex. But we're not talking about how often we had sex. We're just talking about having sex with our wives. And that's okay, a different two topic. Two days ago. They're, All yeah, right. So, <laughs> so so this is Old Camp American <laughs> Blended Whiskey. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you for getting the small bottles. I have, yeah. a, I have, I counted actually, I'm close to 60 now. So it's 57, three quarter oh, full bottles of whiskey i should open up a bourbon bar i really yeah. should if you like bourbon uh contact me at balderdashboys at protonmail.com and uh i'll have you over for some bourbon yeah if you and live in talk. the washington state area so two main reasons i picked this bottle mm-hmm. um one it's not the small airplane size bottle yes and two it's glass and not plastic yes i like that too and so I just thought it would be a better option. Um, but other than that, I don't know anything about it. Now I know that it's, um, you know, the only people in the South use red solo cups. Yep. They have a song. They have a song about it. I know. You fill me up. Let's have a party. Have a party. Yeah, we have to be more in sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to pour. We, we, okay. Old camp. Old here camp. we come. American blended whiskey. Blended means it's multiple whiskeys. Are you pouring the whole thing out? No, I'm not pouring the whole thing out. These I have a 12% milliliter. beer sitting right here. I know, so I'll pour the rest out after I finish the beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cap this back and put it in my pocket. So the bottle for our, our viewers that or people who aren't watching us on video uh, is shaped like a fifth bottle, like could yeah. fit in your back pocket, but smaller. Smaller. Yeah, yeah, I'm I gonna keep this bottles. bottle. I am. This too. is what I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this to work with me. Just you know, so when I need a nip, yeah, just a little taste. Just, just like, oh my god, fucking, fucking kids. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm means that sh- John is still not told anybody oh. that he does this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have started to when I walk in the office or like everybody's there. Walk into a room with all my coworkers. <laughs> I I sort of announce myself by going, "Hey, kids." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, kids. And the first time people were like, kids. And now they're like, hey, John. Yeah. Hey, kids. <laughs> they're used to it. Papa John. Papa Not that John. Papa John. Oh, that my guy's God. A, that guy, that's a whole nother pizza. You're no longer nonsense. that John H guy. You're now Papa John. Nope. I'm that John H guy. Forever and ever. Yeah. And Papa John. All right. Give like, it a sniff. It's like Papa Smurf, you? but you're Papa John. Mm, Papa Smurf. Is that a, is that a furry character? Okay. <laughs> Let's give it a good sniff. Lots of vanilla. Like al- I smell alcohol. I got vanilla. It's buttery. Oh, it's not, I'm not smelling a lot. Oaky. Maybe I have COVID. That doesn't exist anymore. Sure it does. It's called the flu. Ooh, did you sweet. T- did you taste it? I did. Sweet. Goes down smooth. It's got a little bite in the back. 
but on the tongue, it's just oh, yeah. smooth. This is a get you fucked up whiskey. Yeah, this is pretty good. This isn't like, hey, I'm going to just drink a nice whiskey. This is like, I think tonight just, I'm going to get smashed. And then yep, I'm uh, going to drink it. I'm going to sit in a pickup truck with a <laughs> solo cup. Yep. And some bikini clad girls or uh, some girls in their Daisy Dukes. And we're going to pass the bottle around and I'm going to get my guitar. And I'm actually looking at the pictures while I'm describing this. And uh, we're going to play some Florida Georgia Line songs. This is going to be stupid. But you know what picture in this whole thing annoys me the most? The one where he's pouring the shot from like 12 inches away from the shot glass. Nobody does that. Everyone does that. That's what dumb. The, what are you talking no. about? It's Nobody not a shot glass. That. It's an actual glass. No, no, no. It's the one right before, right oh, yeah. the pickup truck yeah. one. And we're like, yeah. who does that shit? Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's dumb. Nope. Come on. That's Come the on. hipsters. Those are the hipsters on that photo. From the boys of Florida Georgia Line, Tyler and BK push the envelope on this BK. one. They push the envelope on this one, John. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't define it as an envelope pusher. Taking inspiration from their innovative fusion of country, rock, and hip hop, just a little bit, to create a whiskey that's truly unique. So this is how. Oh, that's the name of a song. We do our thing, true to ourselves and true to our friends. We love the simple things in life and sharing them with our crew every chance we get. And that's how we get country made to be smooth and easy drinking. Old camp is peach pecan, easy drinking whiskey. That doesn't sacrifice anything to be smooth. And we say, whatever you do, never go in alone and always do it right. Well, that's what I think about with sex. Whatever I do, I don't do it alone. And I always do it right. Mm-hmm. Sex talk. And they're, they're a marketing machine. Yeah, they're promoting their peach pecan whiskey, which sounds like um, a terrible hangover. Hot garbage. <laughs> terrible hangover. Yeah. Mm. Could you imagine throwing that up? That would be awesome. <sighs> you ever thrown anything up that you were like, well, that wasn't so bad? Yeah, I have. It was mostly water. And I was like, that's cool. You know, the worst thing I mm. threw up was, it was in high school. And I was super drunk, and I ate a bunch of Cool Ranch corn nuts and a Snickers bar. <laughs> and that was that the most terrible. horrible thing I've ever thrown up, and I have never eaten corn nuts since. Oh, I love corn nuts. Oh, no. Or the Trader Joe's half-popped? Nope. Mm-mm. Those are good, too. Can't do it, man. Mm. Just made me sick. Well, I'll, I will say, I hey, like this whiskey. I do, too. Like I said, this is a whiskey you'll sit around you get smashed on. I don't. I don't think the he, price point was high at all. Uh, I don't think so either. I actually don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's probably twenty five dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if we can look it up on the internet. Old Camp whiskey, total for wine sale. and more. Um, no. that was good. Let's see. Uh, Eighteen dollars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, for $18. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, like, again, like if yeah. you're just hanging out, you just want something to sip and you're not really thinking about it. Yeah. That's the one. That is the one. Which is, which is probably what they were going for. Something that people will drink and not be offended by, not think too hard about, just enjoy your night, have some whiskey. Here we go. So here's a weird thing at the Tuck store of total wine and more, not a sponsor. Uh, they don't carry yeah. a 750 milliliter bottle. 
They only carry the hundred milliliter bottles. The little guys. Yeah. How much are How much are they? Does it say three dollars and forty nine cents? And oh, there's a three seventy five milliliter, so that's a fifth, and that's eight dollars. Do you know what they say about Catholics? Where you find four, you'll find a fifth. Hey. hey. <laughs> I don't have a rim shot. Why don't I have a rim shot? Motherfuck. So, so in. Oh, wait. I do. Hey, I have a rim shot. <laughs> so in, in uh, Sherborne, Mass. Oh, no. Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, the liquor store there. This little bottle is $2.79. Cheaper. Yeah. Taxes. You know, when I was in Oregon recently, the hardest part was not buying stuff that I could get here uh, for the cheaper price, obviously, without the extraordinary tax. Uh, but I did actually end up buying uh, stuff that I can't get here, and uh, and we're going to do that one in person. Yeah, but if you were an avid listener of our podcast, you'd know that taxes in Oregon have gone up a lot. Yeah, but it's compared like this- to Washington, it's... Mm. nothing it's it's like i think oregon is now the second highest tax rate of alcohol in the country i mean right. washington's still really high but yeah. oregon's way Coming up there up, it used to, oregon used to be like six dollars a gallon now it's like 26 dollars a gallon holy shit That's washington's lot, over 30 i know Send syntax tax sugar all you want. Let me kill my kidney we we uh we picked a, a horrible time to start a drinking podcast <laughs> No, we didn't. I moved to the other coast where I can go to to uh, New Hampshire where there's no alcohol tax. Oh, well. That's why I, I have should I give you a list of, I Should home. I give you a list of alcohol? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I can't get up to New Hampshire. I don't have a car here. <sighs> it's truly just a pipe dream. I could well, take a train. Rhode Island's probably cheaper than Washington. Uh, Yeah, probably. You haven't looked. Well, I, I just have to know a guy. This is state's run by the mob. Shh. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I just have to find a guy. I need a guy. I don't have a guy. John, so we were going to talk about uh, our Halloween memories. Do you have Halloween yeah. memories growing up as a Mormon kid? Did you guys celebrate Halloween? No, because that was of the devil. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, of course we had. No, oh. that's not a thing in the Mormons. Oh. Yeah, we had all. My mom celebrated all things. So the one thing that I think our listener should know about me growing up Mormon is that uh, my mom is a wonderfully accepting and loving human being. And uh, I don't think she ever really read too much into a lot of those sorts of things. Like there are, there are like devout Christians. I don't want to say devout Christians because there are devout Christians that are wonderful people. There are crazy Christians yes, are. that that's different than devout. Like I don't want, so I want to separate the two because devout doesn't mean you're crazy. Devout means you're committed. You believe it. That's fine. Believe what you believe. You should have those strongly held beliefs. Fully agree with that. That's fine. It's the crazy part that drives me nuts where you like read into every little thing that, um, that as in like, it's either good or evil. It's the devil or it's not like, why can't a kid wanting to dress up like Buzz Lightyear be just okay? Like yeah. it's not, it's not necessarily the devil at work yeah. or the idea that like I had, a, I had a girlfriend in high school whose mom was this way. And she thought that um, extraterrestrials were actually demons and that any talk about life on other planets was evil. 
it's like such a weird conversation and I had a hard time wrapping my mind around it. Um, but so short story long. Yes, we did celebrate Halloween. My mom actually loved creating costumes for us and we would dress up and, um, we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom would make all the costumes. Yeah. So we had lots of, lots of good times with the costumes that she would make. And the best part was that our costumes, cause my mom made them were always awesome. Yeah. Instead of like yeah, a the homemade costumes plastic awesome. mats, which is just so cool. Yeah, they are. And then we learned to repurpose costumes year after year because she would keep them. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. How about you? Did, did yeah. you do all the trick or treating? We did all the trick or treating. I lived in a heathen household, and uh, doot doot. Yep. And I remember the costumes that I really liked. So uh, they were cheap, and it was basically like you wore a like garbage bag for like your 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 body outfit and it had like some cool design, like some spider design. And then it had an inflatable spider that you wore on top of your head. So wrapped around your head. <laughs> and so you'd walk around with this inflatable spider on your head <clears throat> and your face is exposed. You could paint it or whatever. You could blackface yourself because it was a black spider, not racist. And, uh, and nope. then, and then every now and then we had the ones with the, the plastic face mask with the rubber band that really kind of <laughs> cut into your brain after a while. Super uncomfortable. So, okay. So yeah. that's, that is an interesting thing you just brought up. That's related to unrelated to Halloween. So if you had to do blackface because you were a spider and you had a spider on your head now with all the Cincy poo people, <sighs> yeah. like is, are you going to get in trouble for that? Like I, 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 there's, I feel like there's a balance. Like if you're going to do it, you have to fully commit and you can't ever take this spider off until you wash your face. Like yep. you can't just yeah. walk around and be like, "Oh, my head's too hot." <laughs> I'm gonna take the spider off, and now you're just wearing blackface. That would <laughs> Maybe be that. That's a great sitcom situation, <laughs> right? right there. Like, what? The I was guy hot. took it <laughs> off. Yeah, he takes it off. It's behind him, but he's and going to a club, and everyone yeah, <laughs> thinks he's racist now. That'd be great. Or like somebody runs by and steals it, and he has no way to wash his face, and yeah. so now he's just stuck in blackface all yes. night long. Yep. Yep. Or uh, I also thought, cousin Larry, what are you doing? <laughs> I thought the safest black person to ever go as on Halloween would be Michael Jackson because he's already white. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? I, I don't know. I guess so. Okay. Well, Rob, you don't have to. Like, if you have a nice tan, then yeah. you just, you're good to go. Or have you ever seen albino black people? You can go as an albino black person. But why? Who would, like, who are you trying to be? An albino a, black person. That's not really a costume, though. You know, it'd be really funny if black people started going, <laughs> going as white people, as white people, like white chicks. <laughs> oh, that that's right. <laughs> oh Could we not forget the white face that happened against oh gosh, our culture? My, my mom loved that movie. I don't know why. I never even that's saw it. But she's like, movie. "Oh, that movie is so good." Movies are dumb. Mm, I can't stand terrible. Them. How to terrible, terrible. How to what was the name of that movie? How to drink. Your gin and juice in the hood. Do you remember that movie? It no, was, it was like I a, don't. It was like a Boys in the Hood and uh, like a New Jack City type spoof mm. movie that the Wayne Brothers would do. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember many of their movies. Mm. I loved them on In Living Color. I thought in Living that's for the was best. Great. Oh, Living Color was. Oh, they couldn't do that shit now. Nope. They couldn't do that nope. stuff. So my favorite memories mm. was wearing those costumes. Uh, another good memory I had, I had a friend named Nick Charles, who I've tried to reconnect with, but um, he won't return my phone calls. And um, 
Nick, uh, if you're listening, please, please call back. Well, him and I have a complicated relationship, but I love that dude. And uh, he would, he would dress up as Mike Myers. He had the perfect Michael Myers costume, <laughs> except this, this guy would not trick or treat in the Mike Myers costume. What he would do in his mind, he thought this was funny. He would walk over to his friend's house and then he would stand like on a street corner looking into their house and just stand there <laughs> until someone noticed. I love it. And there was that's one Halloween. Yes. And there was one, and that's him though. And there was one Halloween in particular where um, a friend of ours, who's a, a Seattle police officer was over at the house. And, uh, and all of a sudden my mom goes, Oh my God, there's this creepy guy looking uh, at our house from the corner. And Tom, who's the cop, he goes, he goes, where? And, you know, we look out my parents' big front window and Nick's standing at the corner <laughs> and he's just staring. He's just not moving. He's just staring there. And we're all standing there looking through the window and he's not moving at all. He's not moving. So Tom goes, of course, he, he's a cop, right? So he's, you know, he's big baddie. And so he goes outside and he starts, you know, talking to, you know, hey, hey, what are you doing? And Nick just starts like standing there. And then as... As Tom starts walking closer, like Nick just turns around and starts walking away. And he's like, come back here. And he doesn't even pay any, him any attention. He just keeps walking. And uh, and then Nick re- finally reveals himself, and we're all laughing and had a good laugh. His dad was a <laughs> sergeant at the Seattle uh, jail, downtown jail. Mm. So he's been around police officers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So he, he understood. I mean, he wasn't doing anything wrong. But he did the Michael Myers just stand there and like – I almost guarantee if we weren't staring at him, if we turned our back, he would have walked like five feet closer and just stood there. And every time we turned our back, he would just be closer <laughs> to the window because that's the commitment he would he would provide for us. But like only on Halloween? Yeah, only on Halloween. He was great at it. I miss that dude. It's good. That's fun. So um, so yeah, those are those are kind of my memories. Otherwise, it was always um, you know, if we went trick-or-treating, we always want to be careful because there's older kids that wanted to beat us up for our candy bags. Um, and then there was all these other little myths and stuff that would pop up. I don't remember ever having a conversation with my parents about be careful. It was like, here's your costume, here's your bag, go find some candy. Did you actually have like a, a specific Halloween bag or did you use like a pillowcase? Uh, I honestly don't remember. We use pillowcases. I don't think we, I don't think we, I think we use pillowcases sometimes too. It's, it was kind of a, what do you have? Um, I think, I don't, I don't know that we would go out and trick or treat all that much. It was more like the, what are you doing at school? Um, dress up for the day kind of things. And so, so like, my mom would do like, this is this, for example, like we would do the, like the basic costumes too. Like I want to be a ghost. And I was like, okay, here's a sheet with some eye holes. Except then when you get ready to go, she'd give it to you and it would be covered in torn shreds of another sheet. So it was like this big, kind of like a ghillie suit, but yeah. all white sheet bits. Oh. And so it was all flowy and heavy. Camouflage and all, KKK. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they'll never see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was really cool. Like she would do this and then she, she like, um, because the first time I did it, um, because it's for school, it's like, you can't have your face covered. So she made it. So it's just around my neck and then she painted my face up. And so it was like this long flowy kind of ghost thing. So it was like way cooler than just a ghost costume. 
Did you, have, go did you all have white face? Did you put on white I face? I did. I did white face with black oh, eyes. I don't know if that counts as black face. But then like one year I wanted to be a jack-o'-lantern and she made me this like, big poofy pumpkin costume. That's like she cool. sewed, she sewed it out of fabric and yeah. filled it with with like um cool stuffing and put faces on. Like the whole thing was actually pretty cool. She's sweet. She uh, she loved that stuff. She, uh, she was way into it. I think she appreciated heart. me because I was more into like the the dressing up yeah. and I like having a good time. I always have. Yeah. And it's been like, since I was little, I tend to lean into nonsense. Yeah. And so this is one of those, like one year I wanted to be a wizard. And so she made me a wizard costume. You're she actually a wizard, repurposed. She, I wanted to be a wizard one year. And so she made me this cloak. Yeah. And then she made me this long ass beard out of, um, quilt stuffing, like that, the batting, yeah. you know, it comes in sheets. Yep. Yeah. So she cut it out of that and did the whole mouth thing and put a, put a little elastic thing around my head, made me a, a hat and this whole cloak and then put the stars and, yeah, the stars, and moons yeah, yeah. and all that stuff all over it. She the made fan, me this whole the thing. Fantasia wizard. Exactly. So I had this beard that I had to carry around all day long because yeah. it was down past the floor. <laughs> like she did on purpose. She's like, this is the thing. This yep. is what I made. And so yeah. It was like the best. It was so, it was so cool. That's cool. I think I actually won, um, uh, best costume that year. Oh, way to go mom. Um, because yeah. Cause she made me this like over the top, like yeah. really Cool costume. I was way into it. And you then she call her. You should call her after this costume. and just tell her thank you. Oh yeah, I should. She's, There's lots of pictures of those, and yeah, she, she was really great to me. That, I'm sure. I'm sure she would. She uh, she was always really really good to me when it was like I have this idea, I don't know how to make it. She was like yeah. oh, she was really artsy, and I feel like like my mom was wonderful, but she was like overstressed and had a lot to do. She had lots of kids, and you know it's it's a lot of work and. Um, she used to draw and paint and be really crafty and make a lot of cool things. In fact, one of her paintings that I love is in our hallway at home. Um, she just kind of lost that. And so I think that was her outlet as a way of being able to do some of these things. And so, so being able to lean into that and have those memories with my mom, I think was really special. I don't think a lot of kids get like, I wasn't that parent. Like I would try I had a couple years where I think I nailed it, but yeah. generally I was pretty shit. <laughs> we can only um, do our best. I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like there's a difference between like doing your best and trying at all. Like I feel like a lot of parents, we just get so wrapped up in our world and yeah. our lives that yeah. our version of try is like, what can I buy you? Yeah. And I'll paint your face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she didn't do that. And part of it was necessity because we didn't have a lot of money, but part of it I think was because she was she really did love it. Yeah, that artistic side. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I, I feel like most of us could actually do a much better job than we think at making yeah. these things. Yeah. We just don't try, or and kids we don't would think appreciate we it more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it could be the shittiest costume ever, but who cares? It's there's a lot of love and fun. My mom and dad, they both worked, uh, so we were a working class, middle class family, and uh, so they did their best. My mom is actually super artistic. Her paintings from college and and high school and stuff and her sketches. Uh, but my mom doesn't believe in herself, so uh, that's why it, it never works out for her. Because uh, she could still do it. And I think one year, Dan and I even bought her like a watercolor set, and she just doesn't pick it up. But she's very mm-hmm. artistic. And uh, But they always bought our costumes. And I, I a lot of it was because my mom was with two boys, was always rushing around. I know you have like... A, lit, a litter of of siblings, but um, it's, it's tough. It certainly it is. is tough, you know. And I didn't think anything different. But what I appreciate nope. about Dana, Dana Joe has 
like she, she used to make the kids costumes um sometimes like she did the uh one fish two fish something like that no like the glittery fish i can't remember anyway she made this costume for sophia and one was like an aquarium that she wore around for school and stuff like that and so she she really tried to be creative and artistic um because Dana's actually very, very artistic as well, though she denies it too. I don't understand why people deny the things that they're actually good at. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> she did that as well. And I hope the I don't know if the kids appreciate it in the moment. Actually, I know they didn't, but um, but certainly like you are right now, I hope one day that they kind of look back and go, Hey, my mom, my mom went all out on that. Like that's that's yeah. kind of cool, which only time can give you that kind of perspective and stuff. So I think they will. And and to that point, I th- I think generally people are much more creative and have much more abilities than they, like this is something I'm learning talking to people around here and getting perspective from people that aren't in my close inner circle in Seattle. And like, I can be a little self de- self-deprecating. One of the things I've said about living in, in this area, in this condo is that I'm surrounded by people who are super creative and they're creating things, these creatives. And more than once people are like, well, John, you're, you're creative. You are very creative. Um, cause I've never saw myself as creative, but there's, uh, the more I think about it, it's like those little things where, where you're problem solving, you're figuring it out, like, you know how to do it. You're just, I, I think people are just afraid to put themselves out there. They're like, afraid you really to fail. Need to. Yeah. They're and afraid it could to fail. Turn out, yeah. It could be super shitty or yeah. it could be great. Like, but you don't but know. It's, it's more the fear. It's, it's easier to say I'm not good at it and to not do it yeah. than it is to try it and fail. I agree. I might as well. I might as well just not try because I'm just going to assume I'm going to be bad, or I don't assume I'm going to be bad. I might think I'm going to be good, but I'm afraid of what people are going to think. Yeah, but that's how you and get I better. Yeah, like failure is the teacher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you fuck up, you go, "Whoa, what could I have done differently? Like, how do I?" Well, and then you experiment. And I think if people started with experimenting rather than just like, "I'm going to fucking build a dresser today out of all this wood," and instead it's like, "Well, maybe I'll start with a box. <laughs> like, maybe I'll yeah, figure out how a basics. box works." But why not try the dresser? Like, it might turn into if you have the time to do it, it might turn into a big. Pile no, of I know, shit, but, but even with me, it's like I, I mess with wood glue and stuff, and I'm always kind of like, oh, I wonder if this will be a different color. Oh my god! It's like, Wes, oh, that's fucked know, up. And okay, I guess know, I'll do something different. Do you know how fast your woodworking skills would accelerate if you tried something complicated like a dresser? Like, there's probably so many really parts of, fast, really fast, and it would probably be a big pile I of shit. No, because like if I did it right now, it would be a huge failure, and I would burn it. Well, I but, suffer from the same thing everyone else does, where it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't start a thing because I'm overthinking a thing about how I'm not, how I'm going to fail, and then it's like all the money and costs and everything is running through my head. I'm like, well, I just spent all this money and now I fucked it up, and now, oh, now I got to spend more money to fix it, and then I don't even know if I can oh, fix it. But build like a build a backyard version of it, yeah. but like yeah. not pallet wood because that's a lot of work. Actually, it's not as profitable as no, you think. It's not. But just buy pine and some cheap wood glue, and you have all the tools. And yeah, make a mock up and just say it's just a mock-up. build it. <laughs> just like give it, like just give it a try. Why not? Like. Build a miniature version of it or like something that's complicated, but like a tool chest or yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's one thing my mom instilled in me is this like willingness to like put yourself out there and not give a shit what anybody else thinks. Yeah. Like I still do suffer from that and it holds me back a lot, but like all those costumes that, that she would build. I mean, I know she was like, you put it on and you go away, 
but she was putting her heart and soul into, into it. And it wasn't like people didn't know she made it. Like nobody believed that I made that costume. Yeah. yeah like yeah. 10 years old. Yeah, I know. You know, and, uh, but she just, she loved it. And, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And if yeah. it's not great, who gives a shit? It's Halloween. <laughs> nobody yep. cares. You know what I'm going to be for Halloween? This year? I decided it. Uh huh. Okay. What? I'm going to be a Canadian because I, because <laughs> I have a denim shirt and denim pants. That's the worst. I'm going to put on my Canadian tux. I know. <laughs> I forgot to get my stuff from home. So Why do you have know. a do you have a Halloween party you're you're going to? Uh tomorrow night at our friend Deb's house. Oh well that's nice. I don't think I can't I can't remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween. It's been so I know long. she's she's single, so she still does fun stuff like oh, that. Oh that's awesome. Yeah. So that's it'll awesome. be good. So well, when you were when you were growing up, did was there any myths or urban legends around Halloween that you thought about or that people talked about? Uh, just that the normal remember. ones, like like needles and candy. Oh, and, let's talk about that. Myth number one, uh, people are poisoning the candy. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It doesn't happen. It doesn't? No, not, it's not the epidemic that people... I mean, No, it's definitely not the epidemic, but... Uh, well, no, the, well, there's two different ones. There's poison and there's needles. Uh, the needles one, like there's not a, a, a single credible incident of that happening. I got a clip. Ready? Okay, show me. Halloween is over, but parents here in mid-Michigan and across the country are not too happy about what they found in their kids' paper riveting. buckets. West. In Wisconsin, nice a nail Thank was you. found inside a green sour apple. I'm going to play some Florida Georgia Line songs. This is a nail. Are trying to find the person who did it. Parents in say a candy? you can't be too yeah. careful when checking candy. Are you playing something right now? Because yeah. I can't hear it. I mean, what can happen if a little, like my grandson. You can't hear that? Swallowed nope. that. Oh, don't, don't play Florida Georgia Line. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was really loud. Okay. I can't. I can't hear what you're playing. Oh, that's disappointing. I got clips and you can't hear what I'm playing. That sucks. Nope. All right. Well, this is so. Just pretend. So I'm going to say it's playing and then I'll talk about it in the moment. <laughs> so this is uh, from Fox 47 News five years ago, and uh, this is from Michigan, and they found a nail in a Jolly Rancher. I can't believe you can't hear it. Hold on. That doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. A nail and a Jolly Rancher. Oh, uh, it's a roll. In Coldwater, Michigan, a woman posted photos on Facebook Let me Tuesday see that saying they found a roll. thumbtack in a Snickers bar. Heather thumbtack Williams in a says Snickers the bar. Was found in her two-year-old daughter's stash of candy, but thankfully the girl did not bite down on that tack. Williams says the child's aunt actually ate the candy and bit into the tack. And I can't, I can't um, believe. Oh, I have clips. Well, that's fucked up. All right, so um, I got to work on that I, then. I, so I I challenge everybody who's listening to search to Google nail in a Jolly Rancher. No, it was a Tootsie Roll. I know. I just I want you to do that though. No, <laughs> because thank you. what you're gonna get is nothing related to what we're talking about. So this was a nails thumbtacks, and then I have a clip from uh, it's Oregon from Coin Six, which is a CBS affiliate, and it's a razor blade found in a Halloween candy. Okay. And then there was another one that was uh, migraine pills in Halloween candy in Andover. Uh, okay, so and that was so, nine years ago. And then there was another one here that was. Uh, this is this is actually a couple days ago. It's from Good Morning America, and uh, fentanyl in Halloween candy. And they're like, no one puts this shit in candy, is what they're basically saying. And then there was like all these clips that I found of like, here's the actual candy where people put shit in the kids' candy. But that, okay. So again, like you're, it's not, a, you're it's taking, not an epidemic, but it's, it happens no. is what I'm saying. 
It's it not doesn't, like it okay, doesn't happen. So it's like six times out of 27 trillion pieces of candy. Yeah, but it happens. Yeah, but that's not... Okay, so it's like not point oh 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 one percent chance that it shows up in your candy bag. Oh, no, it never showed up in my candy bag or my kid's no, candy it's, bag. No, it's like, okay, you have a... Okay, you have a, a a higher percentage chance of getting your dick bit by a snake while you're wandering the deserts of Arizona than you do of getting a, a, a poison Snickers bar. No, I mean, I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that it happens all the time. I'm saying that it's, they call it a myth. And, and also, of course, Good Morning America is not the epitome of like quality journalism. Let's just, let's get that right. Well, they actually are the ones that said that people are not putting fentanyl in the candy, which would be terrible because that would kill instantly. Like one of the mm-hmm. things that I, I like, I worry about when I pick up garbage at the shopping centers and stuff, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of base heads and, and drug addicts out in uh, the place where my shopping center is, is that I'm going to touch something with some fucking fentanyl and I'm going to get, that's why I wear gloves and I pick everything up with like a little garbage grabber. I don't. Well, you should wear gloves, but this idea, like these, these idiot police officers that said, I walked into a room and there's fentanyl dust and then I got really sick. That's all horse shit. That's not how it works. Actually, it's not because I have a friend who is a chaplain for the Renton and Kent Police Department and that has happened. Where they got it because they, they breathed it in. No, they were investigating and they touched it, and by just by touching it, it got into um, got into their system. Is how he said the guy got really sick. He didn't die, but he got really sick because he got <laughs> drug overdosed. But anyway, so myth that's- number one is people are poisoning the candy, and that's why I say it's a myth. And the only person who's ever been convicted by this, according to this U.S. Today USA Today article was a man by the name of Timothy, um, excuse me, uh, Ronald Clark O'Brien. It's always got the middle name in it. Uh, He was sometimes called the Candyman and the man who killed Halloween. And he was executed for killing a child who was poisoned by candy he gave him in 1984 in Pasadena, Texas. So, and they actually said typically uh, these hoaxes are done by kids so that was one that was number one myth and i had some clips and now i'm really pissed off that you can't hear the clips so i gotta figure that out (laughs) uh myth number two is it's open season on black cats so a myth is that black cats are often uh killed on halloween as a sacrifice believe it or not they adopt black cats and torture and sacrifice around them. And I actually had a clip on uh, on the tubes of a animal shelter that says a week before Halloween, they put all of their black colored animals in a separate room and don't let people adopt them until after Halloween because of this. <laughs> <laughs> because people will buy will adopt them and then sacrifice them around the holiday. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I do want to go back to this fentanyl thing. Oh yes. I think I think your chaplain and police officer are full of shit. Because okay. I've read this before, and according to UC Davis study, fentanyl cannot really be absorbed through the skin because people who have overdosed on fentanyl may only have been, that's a, anyway. Fentanyl can not really, the, the rate at which these stories come out and they say, oh, I breathed it or I touched it and I overdosed is bullshit. You can't absorb it through your skin that fast. It's, but you can absorb just, it in your skin, just not that fast, is what you're saying. You have to like 
have it sitting on you for hours. It's not like I touched it and now I'm sick. Can you inhale it? Well, you can inhale anything if it's like vaporized, sure. But like if it's just casual exposure, no. What if it's in the cocaine and you know how the cops Look, they lick okay. their they lick their pinky and they dip it in to okay, see if so it makes their tongue turn. So here's how you here's how you know it's bullshit. Fentanyl is an epidemic. It's everywhere, and people take drugs with fentanyl in it. And not everybody who takes drugs with fentanyl in it die. So this idea that some cop went into a place and touched a pill and then they're sick forever is it, it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Not that I'm advocating for more fentanyl <laughs> by any means, but. These stories, they, they don't hold water. They just, they don't make sense. Because if if fentanyl was that, it is dangerous, yes. But if it killed everybody with that little exposure, then everybody who came in contact with it would die. No, I understand that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to His story is bullshit. It. His story is bullshit. All That's right, it. you heard it's that. Just, if If you listen to this, my chaplain friend, yeah, John it says makes the no story sense. is bullshit. You can it call makes us no sense. or email us at balderdashboys at protonmail.com it or it just, it just that John H. Make guy any sense. at hotmail.com. It's that John guy at That John guy at hotmail.com. That John guy. He will forward, it, he will forward it to our John. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's one of those stories where it was like uh, grandized and made to be bigger than it was for some sort of effect not necessarily personal gain, but like almost like almost like, hey, there's razor blades and Snickers bars. And then it becomes a thing because people don't care to actually think it through. Like that's not to say that fentanyl is not dangerous. It is dangerous. It absolutely is dangerous. But <laughs> this idea that a, a police officer went in and picked up a pill and then they were sick for days does not make any sense at all. I'm just telling you what he told me. I know we I can science there. the sh- we can science the shit out of this and disprove that this is even unless he has some like magical I don't know suck skin I don't know, I don't know. suck skin <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make any sense at all that's now, the title for this show by the way we're gonna call it suck suck skin. suck skin now that's not to say that there might not other, be other factors involved because it is very possible like if if you talk about no no, so no, like, no you should keep no keep your heart stance suck skin yeah don't don't go back on it. No, I'm I'm not going back on it. I'm saying there might be there might be other factors involved. Like you're going into a place where there's drugs. How do you know it was the fentanyl you touched? How come it couldn't be that it's also a place they make meth, which is vaporized and creates toxic fumes that can make you sick that you don't necessarily know are making you sick when you breathe them in. That is an immediate effect. But touching something that's not like on an open sore or just like like are you going to get rabies because you poked a dead bear? No. Yes. No. No. Do you know how many dead squirrels I've cooked and eaten? Zero. So I don't know. <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> Definitive. Okay, black cats. You only own black face. You only grow. You only. You only grow black. You only have gray cats. You only have gray cats. I don't know why I said grow. I have a. I have a half black cat. I'm not racist because oh. my cat is half black. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to see even one animal fall into bad hands, said Estrada, as she concedes that animals, especially cats, are at risk of abuse all year. Black cat lives matter. Oh. She said a black cat was brought into the clinic so the day after Halloween one year with initials burned onto its flesh. 
concerns about the ritualistic torture of animals around Halloween were more widespread in the 80s and 90s when fears of satanic panic were at their zenith. Oh, Oh, man. Stranger Things did a really good job in their place. Satanic panic. (laughs) This is a real thing in the 80s. No, I know. And Stranger Things did a really good job of capitalizing on that in season four with the Hellfire Club. It's really good. There's... Long story short, there's a club that plays Dungeons and Dragons, and they call themselves the Hell- Hellfire Club, yep. and they're blamed for all of the crazy demonic things that are going on. But that's exactly what was happening in the '80s. There was like this the uh, not to not to step on Christians again, um, but I'm stepping on Christians a little bit. There was a section of Christians that went down this road of making shit up and playing this fear game. Uh, to get people to side with him. I, I would argue they're not making shit up, but they are definitely deceived. And when they say these things, I don't think they're saying it to be, uh, I don't think they're always saying it to be controlling of their children. I think they honestly believe it. And so they're fearful as protective of their children. Yes. I, I, I would think- agree that they honestly believe it. Yes. But I, I However, don't. I don't think that the they're doing it to be. Is, I don't think that they're doing it to be mean. I think they're doing it because they really want to protect their children, and they honestly believe it. Yes, okay. I, w- I would agree. They honestly believe it. That uh, that is. I just still think it's kind of wacko and doesn't make any sense. Suck skin. Okay, so myth number three, <laughs> which ties right in, which is good. Satan is the reason for the season, and here it before goes. You, before you read it, yes. What do you think? About, Have you already read this? About is this a Satan worshiping holiday? Because that's the other no. thing a lot of these Christians would do. No. And and I, it started with the evangelical Christians and they're speaking in tongues and all of that nonsense. Whether you believe it or not, I don't want to say nonsense. I don't want to discount your personal beliefs. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I sp- I've spoken in tongues. It was it was like, okay, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. I speak. Speaking tugs too, but usually it's because I had too much to drink. No, I, I mean, I've legitimately spoken in tugs, but uh, I don't, uh, I think it's it's your purpose. So if you're going out and trick-or-treating with Halloween, like, you know, like with our kids, I mean, they never dressed up as demonic things. I think my favorite costume of Nathan's when I took him out trick-or-treating was a whoopee cushion. And he got king-size <laughs> fucking bars for dressing up as a whoopee cushion. Uh, people What's a demonic love thing? That. Anything that would promote anything that would be uh, like death, you know, any any of that kind of stuff, like anything that was like uh, really kind of what you would consider demonic, uh, all about death and killing like, and stuff like, like Freddy that. Like Freddy Krueger? Sure, like Freddy Krueger. Even and, though as a kid, what, I dressed up as Freddy Krueger. And what was bad about it? Like what what was the negative impact of it? It's just promoting death. Just, you know, there's better costumes. So we would always kind of drive them to like pick something better. Pick something better. Pick something that... But again, like, what is the negative outcome of that, of choosing something that maybe is less positive? I just don't think it is a good look. I I think it'd be better to do something that was funnier or more positive than something that promoted death. I don't think jaggings are a good look, but people still do it. Yeah, but they don't promote death. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Maybe. They're super tight. I mean, in my mind, it's just like, why promote death? You know, I mean, that just kind of shows, you know, that everything is dark. And like I said, when Nathan dressed up as a whoopee cushion, he got the best haul that he ever got because it was funny. 
And he had a little, so, he had a little fart button. Um, so are you doing it for personal gain? No. Except that that's what trick or treating is. Well, obviously, but I didn't want him to promote death. I just. But if I promoted death promote and I, if I promoted death better. and got giant candy bars, would that make it okay? <clears throat> no. Nope. So it just happened to be a side effect of the the funny costume versus the. Well, sure, but I just costume. didn't want my kids to promote death. I don't think that's awesome to promote death. I think that's fair. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you in the sense that I know you're. I, you're I don't just agree being with contradictory that. to me. I understand. Yeah, I know. I just. Uh, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> Which is why I don't take this shit personal. I don't think it's necessarily a bad to thing to dress up me. what you want. Like, I, like, I, I like the the uh, my general theme growing up is co- in costumes was more positive. Even my ghost costume was not scary. No, ghost costumes uh, aren't scary. No, they're not. They're fun. Um, but I I don't I don't have a problem with people like do you like horror movies? I love horror movies. Yeah. So like how is it different to to have a movie that dresses up like something negative, but you don't get to dress up like something negative? What's the difference? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not promoting it. I'm just watching it. But you are promoting because you're watching. You you're well, especially in this day and age when everything is tracked, people know you watched it. So now like you're giving it one more click and one more positive, even if you're not saying yes, thumbs up. So you're if saying, I watched, I watched so if it. I watched it on a VHS, I would have been safer. Yeah, probably like in the ring. <laughs> like in the ring. <laughs> I grew up watching horror movies. I guess it's something in me. I, if I grew up in a stricter home, I probably wouldn't watch horror movies. I don't know. Yeah. Like well, I like I like good. thrillers. So I guess I'll I'll put this sure. this way. I'm not. So Do you like keen. it more psychological, not just like murder? Yes. But like something that makes you think about it and maybe or it's situational fuck your where mind you're kind a little of like, bit. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't just make you scared. Like it's more real. Like I didn't find Friday the thirteenth. I thought there was stupid movies. I thought um Nightmare on Elm Street was a stupid movie. But they're they're campy. I always saw these movies as campy. They were campy. Okay. Uh, they were like Army jump of, scare Army of They Darkness. were jump scare movies. Yes, yes. But movies like Midsummer, where it's like you, What about Poltergeist? No, I found that, was, that a little campy too, but there was That scenes. was in the mix too. Well, the thing with the poltergeist was that it was like children were involved. <laughs> and so it was like, it's a little more scary when there's innocence with evil. And so that dichotomy to me is always something that's, you know, it's a child who doesn't necessarily know better. And this evil thing is trying to come into there. Now I know in my mind, I'm sitting like, this is all bullshit. Right, but there's something about that dichotomy of an innocence, which is why they pick this white girl with the blonde hair, you know, very, very this innocent image that you might have in your mind, and then this thing trying to get into the house. Because Do you know it's how you Indian, know Indian Indian burial ground? So you know how you know those those eighty scary movies were total horseshit? Yeah. How? One word. Okay. Boobs. Oh, that was the best part of Friday the thirteenth. I know. And Just that's boobs. also why and you nice know it's garbage. Boobs. These weren't I know. bad boobs. They were perky. Well, of course they weren't bad cute boobs. Cute boobs. All no, eight. There's, there's. I mean, there there are bad boobs, but generally speaking, in movies, there's not bad boobs. My point is, you're you're getting off topic. My point is, you brought up boobs. Have, boobs is a great place you, to get off. My topic. my point my point is that if you're gonna have to throw boobs into the mix to make a quote unquote <laughs> great movie, I know it's not a great movie. Which proves you're it's missing also the point. not for the girls. Like it was mostly for oh, the dude. men. Well, and some I, girls. That's, that's also a stereotype. <laughs> Actually, 
Uh, every every friend of mine that is a female appreciates boobs. They're just they're kind of nice. Well, they have them. They don't appreciate the way we do. Like yeah. this idea that I would sit around and squeeze them all. I mean, I have boobs. I don't squeeze them all the time. Yeah. I, I try to you know pinch my nipples once in a while. Yeah. But, but this idea that that people aren't beautiful to everybody, boobs aren't great. That's that's nonsense. We all like them. Yeah. Michael, you're being a boob. You know, some people like boobs, Oscar. <laughs> so myth number three, Satan yes. is the reason for the season. I don't believe this because I actually oh, know where Halloween comes from. Um, I know that it's a pagan festival, not necessarily with the Druids, but it's a harvest festival and it comes before All Saints Day, which was also a, a dress up day, by the way. Much um, like Christmas. Yeah. You can make it satanic quote unquote by how you um you know how you celebrate it but i guess you could even make christmas satanic um by how you celebrate it so and satanic in quotes by the way so yeah quote unquote you can you can see our our quotes on video that's on our I video said, feed. Quote unquote, yeah we should have a video feed i think people would like <sighs> this that's a lot of work for me man this is this is enough work i'll for do me. it you won't. We can it. record this. Zoom. No, I won't do it. You're yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, myth number four. <laughs> it's all about the pumpkins. Uh, do you think Chris uh, Halloween is all about pumpkins? No, I think that's a fun side effect. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, one popular story behind the Why origin of the jack-o'-lantern oh. stems from an Irish myth about Stingy Jack. That's racist. Who connect, conned the devil in a bar bet? Having angered both God and Satan with his antics, Jack was not welcome into heaven or hell and was forced to walk the earth with only a burning lump of coal and a carved-out turnip to guide him. Can you imagine carving a turnip? No. I know why they went with pumpkin. Yeah, that's why they went with gourds. Yeah. yeah, come downtown and we'll have a turnip carving competition. <laughs> See how it goes. You know what it looks like? A um, mangled turnip. Yeah. And then myth number you, five is, oh, go ahead. Do you like carving pumpkins? Do you guys ever do that yes, when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. The last time we carved a pumpkin, well, we carved the pumpkins with kids, with the kids all the time. Um, but one of the most memorable car pumpkin carvings that I can remember is uh, when Dan and I were dating. Um, it, it, it wasn't the first time we were dating. So actually this uh, coming uh, tomorrow, the 29th, Dana and I have been dating, <laughs> dating. Dana, I have 30 years, 30 years, 30 years. It's, it's on my calendar. 30 years, dude. So not the, not the Halloween after that's, I kissed her in our kitchen, by the way, cause we live in the house that my wife grew up in. I kissed her in our kitchen on that day. It was in the afternoon. It was like around three o'clock. Cause I came over after school. Oh, um, you dirty dog. I did. And I missed her mouth the first time. Cause I was so nervous and I kissed her cheek anyways. <laughs> and then we, we tongued after that. <laughs> Um, but I think it was a couple years after that, we were carving pumpkins at my parents' house and Dana and my brother got into a, a food fight with the pumpkin innards and ended up destroying my parents' kitchen. My dad was really pissed for a long time because he was still like scraping pumpkin off the ceiling and he had to change the <laughs> wallpaper because it was stained with pumpkin. And, uh, so my dad never lets us down on that. So that's one of my memories. So pumpkin still brings it up. Every now and then. And we never did fancy uh, pumpkin carvings. We always did 
Um, you're taking a photo of me. We always did the regular jack-o'-lantern uh, photos. Photos. God damn it. You're messing with my brain now because I see you on the video taking photos of me. Fuck I know. You. It's just for, for posterity. Yep. Prostitution. So we always did the regular jack-o'-lantern type thing. And we never got super fancy with our jack-o'-lanterns. And then we like to watch them mold afterwards, you know, and kind of decompose. That was always fun. And we we have had our share of people taking their so, pumpkins and smashing them in the street. That, wait, that so happened. letting them mold was that that was an intentional process? Yeah, I liked watching them mold and just kind of getting all deformed, and then lighting candle in them. And until my dad got mad at us and told us to throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> my poor dad. Oh, your poor dad. Come on, Steve. Poor Steve. Steve. And myth number five is the legend of Sleepy Hollow is a Halloween story. Uh, so they argue. Well, hold that. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think that if we asked our kids about this legend, that they would have any idea what the fuck we were talking about? No. Yeah, no, not yeah. one bit. Though I grew up watching, I was like the Disney Hollow uh, Legend. Oh City yeah, Hollow. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane. Oh, that was like that one was of my great. favorites. Yeah, and the yeah. flaming uh, jack o' lantern head that he would throw oh, at him. Yeah, terrifying, but also silly. I had a great clip, time. by the way, and it was really funny, and I can't play because you can't hear it. So uh, we're going to move on, but uh, The Legend of Sleepy Why can Hollow, I play Florida Georgia Line and you can't play clips on your Because it's coming out of your speakers and not your headphones. No, it's coming through my headphones. And then it was like super loud. Yeah, I know, I can't, and I can't turn it down. I don't know how to turn it down. Well, the problem is, is that it would record what I was, my clips, but you can't hear it. So it would come through the, on the podcast, but you wouldn't be able to react to it because you couldn't hear it. What's what's it called? Can I play it? No. Um, so anyways, the author uh, actually said that even though it doesn't mention Halloween, he thought it was a Halloween story. And that uh, people Wait, who the have... The author wrote it, but it was somebody else's story? No. Uh, no, I'm sorry. The uh, person who wrote about the author. So the author is Washington Irving and it says an American original. So he wrote a book about Washington earth Irving, who is the author of sleepy hollow. And he said that if Irving didn't invent Halloween, then he should have, because he believes it's the quintessential Halloween story. What do you say about that? Um, since you contradict everything that I agree about. Well, I well, it, I would say that it is the quintessential Halloween story, except that it's not. I don't think even growing up, I connected it with Halloween. I connected it with that the the covered bridge. Yeah. Um, and our kids now don't know anything about it, so no, it's not the quintessential Halloween story. I did because I I didn't I didn't connect it with the bridge. I connected it with a flaming jack o' lantern. Yeah, I don't think I ever connected the jack o' lantern to Halloween. I don't oh, really? know why. Interesting. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you do you know that? Do you know the year that Ichabod and Mister Toad and the Headless Horseman came out? Do you know what year that was? Mister Toad's a part of this. Uh, apparently, yeah. I'm oh. I'm I'm looking on YouTube right now. No, what I year? had no idea. Seventeen hundred. Nineteen forty-nine. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh, there's part of this where you remember the part where Ichabod's riding on the front end of his horse? Yes. T- totally looks like he's 
doing naughty things with it. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to trick-or-treating, though, um, trick-or-treating was more of a... Uh, it says, by the medieval era, Christianity was the dominant religion in the British Isles, but some pagan traditions remained. Elements of the ancient Samhain festival merged with the Christian celebration, as it does, of All Saints Day, which is November 1st. All Souls Day on November 2nd, which is a time for the living to honor the dead, like Samhain before it, the celebration of All Souls Day in England included bonfires, which was actually originally called bone fires, where you would put bones on the fire. That's where we get the word bonfire. I like bonfire better. Sounds less awful. But it comes from bone fire. And... uh, to live, uh, to, to honor the dead, and they would wear disguises and costumes, and revelers soon took up the practice of doing tricks in return for food or drinks. So this hmm. practice was called mumming. That's how it was originally called. It was called mumming, and many historians consider it to be one of the origins of trick or treating and then after in the Middle Ages, they used to call it souling, like like your soul. And then the night before All Saints Day, peasants went door-to-door visiting wealthier families, offering to pray for their souls of the residents and departed loved ones in exchange for small baked treats that came to be called soul cakes. And a soul's happiness in the afterlife, in the afterlife was determined by the number of people who prayed for them. So for the upper class, it was worth a few dozen pastries to ensure that their ancestors had a fulfilling afterlife experience. And it used to be for mm. adults, and then it went to children. And uh, and then they, it was known as, in Scotland, it was known, souling was known as guising, which is where we get the word disguising. And uh, And then they would do tricks. So it wasn't like a trick or a prank was played upon you. But you would do a trick in order to get the treat. Um, Did you say where the origins of Halloween are from? What country it originated in? Ireland, British Isles. Yep. It's pagan. It's Celtic. Celtic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then when it came to America, the Irish brought it over. They attribute uh, Irish and Scottish immigrants bringing it to America. Uh, It talks about Guy Fawkes. Uh, if anyone has seen, um, mm-hmm. what was that? What was that movie with uh, Natalie Portman? Uh, I know. Anyways, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then there was a Thanksgiving version that happened here in America and New York, which was called Ragamuffin Day, where kids would act like they were bums in order to get food from wealthy people, and then it became a crime <laughs> spree, so they stopped it. <laughs> And then after World War II, of course, uh, the popularity of Halloween and, you know, of course, that kind of generational thing happens and it becomes a cool costume thing with candy and stuff like that for the kids. Begging for kids, uh, begging for candy from the kids. And now it is a corporate whore of a holiday in which candy makers get all kinds of money and costume makers get all kinds of money so that your kids can go out one night and get all the fucking crack cocaine that they want. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all about the Coke and, uh, and a, a legal drug called sugar. 
and everyone's happy. Specifically, refined sugar. Suck we just need to make skin. Your blood is as soon as and quickly as possible. I love the title. What? Suck, suck skin. Suck skin. That's going to be our new title of this show. Our show is called Suck Skin. Not beer, bourbon, balderdash, but the, this episode is called Suck Skin. Do you know? Do you know that the the word witch comes from an old English word witch, which means wise woman? Yeah. I did not, not evil. That. Yeah. Not evil. Well, most most witches that were in the Salem witch hunt, um, because of uh, a, a a mold called ergot. So at the end of harvest, if you let your wheat mold, it would actually become poisonous or a hallucinogenin called ergot. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so the women would make bread or beer out of this uh, wheat that was molded and they would hallucinate. So if you have a woman who's hallucinating or even a man, because some men were, you know, also persecuted as witches, quote unquote. Uh, it was because they were actually hallucinating on mm-hmm. ergot. Warlocks. Warlo- thank, you. thank you. It's warlocks. Not sorcerers, but warlocks. 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 That's, Isn't that the, the male version of a than, witch? Yes. Is a warlock? It's different than uh, peace I opening. I don't know. Is that the opposite of warlock? Is peace opening? I don't know. I like peace openings. I mean, warlock <laughs> peace. Oh my opening. gosh. I don't okay. know. I don't right. Did you, so one of the, one yes. of the, like the witch related things I always found yes. really interesting. Yes. Um, is like, so Italy is really well known for their red sauces, their tomatoes and their, their whatnots. Right. But yes. it wasn't whatnots. always that way. Yes. They're whatnots because tomatoes are part of the nightshade family. Yeah. And nightshade. they didn't traditionally eat them. They grew wild and, and, um, like egg people. Yeah. Kind of, um, people that lived in the woods or that were like kind of outcasts. Yeah. Um, this was a food source for them and they could eat it without having negative uh, repercussions, but it's, um, being able to eat tomatoes is not inherent in all humans. It's something you kind of build up a tolerance to in a way. And so Generally, people at that time could really? not eat tomatoes without getting sick, but but the people fruit. that were living in the woods, because they had like less tolerant or they had built up a tolerance to it, could eat it, and so they were viewed as sort of some sort of un- otherworldly or unnatural person because they could eat these without getting sick. Yeah. It's like, oh, they must be evil because they can eat this fruit that makes everybody else sick, so let's persecute them. And let's find a scapegoat. And also, they're probably responsible for the lack of rain. So we'll burn them. What's interesting about Christianity is that what we do oftentimes, and most, I think most religions, and I think there are even pagan people do this same thing that are uh, either irreligious, non religious. They do the same thing as where they, um, at certain times, they, they, they take whatever it is that they believe and then they, um, they do a little make believe in order to um, try to justify their belief. Uh, real mm-hmm. Christianity, I don't think, is that. Um, which is why I find oftentimes some some Christians kind of crazy. 
mm-hmm. myself. And I, and, and I don't, I don't think less of them. I just think that they get caught up in the same thing that we all get caught up as humans. And, and so it actually ends up being a human problem. So whether you think you're a very rational person or a very religious person, we all get caught up mm-hmm. in the same thing of, of, uh, either fear or some kind of, um, and Michael Shermer recently was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I don't know if you know who Michael Shermer is. He's a skeptic. Mm-hmm. And and he had a, I mean, he actually he has a new book about conspiracies, which I thought was pretty fascinating. And he talked about it too with Joe. And it, he's like, there are a lot of conspiracy theories that are true, but there's also a lot that are not. And the problem is, is that um, because there are true conspiracy theories, the ones that are not also become somewhat valid because there are true conspiracy theories. People lie to us. Governments lie to us. Big, big governments lie to us about stuff, and so we 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 then tend to think that all things are conspiracies. Um, so I I think that's kind of funny that he uh, mentioned that as well. But I think I think it if people are more inclined to understand what the Bible is actually trying to point to, because I don't think Jesus was someone who was prone to conspiracies. I think he just spoke the truth, I think we as humans, knowing that we're humans, we tend to over-exaggerate things that are probably not true. Well, there's also this, this like... Or we want them to be true because we think all these other things are true, or we find out all these other things are true, so then this must be true. And Michael Shermer made a good point in which he was like, so... He goes, if the mayor of Dallas was shot, not the president of the United States was shot in Dallas you wouldn't think there was a conspiracy. You might've been like, oh, it's just the mayor of Dallas, which is yeah, kind of true. Somebody didn't like him. Somebody didn't like him, so they murdered him. Yeah, but because it's the president of the United States, mm-hmm. you have to think that the conspiracy has to be as high as the mm-hmm. the person who was hurt, right? It like, can't just be some sure. crazy person that decided to, to try to do this. Yeah. Like if you kill a person, you might get life in prison. You kill a politician, like a mayor, you might die. You kill the president. Mm-hmm. You'll definitely die. Um, if you're caught, I mean, you know, like it goes up as the importance of the person is. Sure. Okay. Well, so, one of the, they're, one they're of still the, just a person, but they hold this position. Right. But yeah, in your yeah, mind, ex- you exactly. think that person is a higher person, which they're well, not. There it's must just, it's this idea that there must be more yeah, in this exactly, situation. Exactly. It must be bigger. And it in must some be cases, more complicated. But the problem is, is that in some cases that's true. Well, so in this, but is, not this in is all where, cases, right? So yeah. So this is where we end up. I think this is one of those occasions where we agree, where this is um, one of the challenges in these conversations is we live in a world where we're being told that things are, Yes or no, black or white, left or right, blue or red. It's a it's a it's an on or an off situation. Yeah, you have and to so, choose a side. Yeah. And so like we've had this conversation before where it's like, well, so Alex Jones was right this one time. So how can he not be right these other times? And so people will glob onto that or or like pick whatever talking ahead you want. And they were right this one time. That doesn't mean they're right all the time. But we say, we justify it by saying, well, they were right this one time, so we should trust everything they say every other time because they were right that one time. 
and we're sort of picking our team like we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and it, it leads to this like belief and fallacy without actually an attempt to understand. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. And we yeah. do that with everything. So not everything. just, not just Alex Jones. I mean, Rush Limbaugh used to brag that he's right. Yes. 98% of the time. That was yeah. always so his I, tagline, right? So <laughs> I bring up, Rush, I bring up, I bring up Alex Jones as a, as a case because there's a lot of people that just trust everything he says without yeah. reading into it because, yeah. well, you know, this one time he was right. Yeah. And sure, sometimes he's right. And yes, sometimes the conspiracies, quote unquote, conspiracies are absolutely true. But just because one time it was true doesn't mean every time it's true. That's true. I agree with that. So yeah. take them all with a grain of salt. Take yeah. them as separate. Question all of it. Yeah. They should all be taken as independent. This is So this is what this is what our brains do is we're looking for patterns and trying to glob onto these patterns. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because there's a small pattern that is going in this direction that we think uh, that we believe in or that it seems right or that we've rationalized or whatever. Now, everything in that direction we agree with without, like we get to a point where we're just accepting it as truth instead of continuing to vet it or find truth or look at all of the options with skepticism and at really truly searching for an answer. Well, and I- we live in a world where we're so inundated with bullshit yeah. That it's really hard to find that truth. Well, I'll, and who I'll do you take? Fo- yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I will actually take it another step forward is that we never have time to critically think a thing before we're told a thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have to believe this. And, and we, you better pick a fucking side because you better not be, you know, in the middle of a thing. You better, you, it's either mm-hmm. us or them. And they always, and the them is always a bullshit thing to believe in. So you better, and, and, and they get you to a place where you don't know what's up and down. Mm-hmm. And, and this so, is one place I actually do. Um, so I know, I know you're not a huge fan of, of Jenk and TYT. Chunk. Um, but, <laughs> but one thing I do appreciate is their willingness. Like they're not right all the time and I don't accept everything. Like they have their opinions. I do like that they, often call themselves out like, this is my opinion and it could be bullshit, but fuck off. This is what I believe. You don't have to believe it. That's fine. But they do call out people from whatever walk it is on the regular. Like they fight against Nancy Pelosi. They fight against corporate Democrats. They fight against corporate Republicans. They fight against, like they call people out for their, for their hypocrisy, regardless of where they stand. That's what I appreciate. Now, whether it's right every time, that's another conversation but I don't think enough people actively call out their team for their shitty behavior. And they should. Like, if you're going to put your weight behind something, be willing to raise your hand. Like, this is one thing. Years ago, when I was more involved in church, and, and one of the things that I loved and also turned me off was this idea that people sin, people fail, People make bad choices. Um, And in the Christian church, you live in a world where we all admit that we all do that. We all accept that. And we love you for your imperfections. Except that in the Christian church, admitting you have imperfections is treated like you're a pariah and you're not as good and not as worthy and not as righteous. I agree. Not just the Christian church, but just in 
groups in general. Religious, That's, self-righteous, yeah, religious groups. Exactly. And and that is one of my that was always one of my biggest problems is like you're yeah. preaching this this word of forgiveness, but you don't forgive anybody. But it's, that's, so that is the human version of Christianity, but not the, yeah, for what, sure. For what sure. Is, it's, what is it's preached by Jesus. Version. Yeah, exactly. Or Western, yeah. even if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, so I agree with that. Well, yeah. Johnny, we're hitting up in an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, Halloween. I know. Halloween. That's a 12, 12% beers talking now. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, if uh, you guys would like to donate, you can go to fountain.fm. You can boost us, send us a boostagram. We'll read it uh, on our next podcast. Or you can go to Podverse. Podverse is a great uh, new podcasting app. That's new podcasting app. You can actually go to newpodcastapps.com, and you can find a new podcasting app. You can get out of the whole Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast um, uh, walls of uh podcasting and you can go to something that's even better like amazon.com nope uh what and and there's actually one that popped up was called amazon silk and i was like what the fuck is amazon silk anyways um that showed up as someone who listened to our podcast was on amazon silk amazon.silk road nope so uh that's a tor browser which is onion for you kids anyways um (laughs) But Podverse or Fountain FM, you can hit the Boostergram and you can send us Satoshis. You can donate to the cause and uh, we would appreciate that. And you can leave a little note and we'll read it. And Johnny, I love you. Love you too, Wes. Thank you for spending this evening with me with this 12% beer that's running right through me. And uh, thank you for our listeners. Thank you for our listeners. Yep. Love you. Love you. Bye. Fuck. (laughs) 